0: Welcome to the Tech Lead Coaching Network podcast. This is episode number 38. My name is Michael Rice. I'm your community organizer. Getting started in the tech lead role can be a huge challenge for new tech leads, but it's also an extremely rewarding opportunity. If you're in this role and trying to figure out how to get better or you manage tech leads and want to help them, you're listening to the right podcast. You've come to the right place. The Tech Lead Coaching Network is an informal, community-based, open-source network of tech leads where we support each other through in-person workshops and peer-to-peer, one-to-one tech lead coaching, all free and volunteer-based. We hope you'll join us even at the Lurker level where you'll get weekly updates on what's going on. It's Wednesday, April 10th, 2019. Don't forget we shipped our first short 70-page book, How to Be a Tech Lead, on, on Saturday, on LeanPub. It's at LeanPub.com slash how to be a tech lead with dashes between the words, and it's totally free. But today we're going to talk about when is it time to have a real life meeting instead of spending all day typing on Slack. I bet like me, you don't ask that question very much on the front end, but you wonder quite a bit after you spent three hours tapping out Slack messages on the back end, whether it was better just to have a real life Full bandwidth phone call, video call, or live meeting instead of trying to figure out everything on Slack. I know I do. And I don't really know a really clear answer to it. So this is just kind of a thought piece podcast. I, I mean, I tend to intuit my way through the question of whether it's better to have a meeting. And I don't know. Typically, I still prefer to have a live phone call or meeting because I want to understand more than just the content. And on Slack, I feel like all I get are the messages. And it's easy to misinterpret or cues all the time in the text messages. That's true on text message also. So I do have some ideas. But like I said, I've always kind of fumbled my way through it. So today I decided to take some time and just see what the internet has to say and try to see if there was anything specific and actionable to you. I don't know. Let's see what we found. I found a few entries that I want to relay to you. One came from the Slack.com blog itself. So one of their ideas was that Slack is really great in place of a meeting where it's like an issue of discussion creep. So the idea of like a status update meeting could be really valuable just to have on Slack because if you have all these people sitting around for 15 minutes listening to what I did yesterday, what I'm doing today, and blockers, right? If you have all those, if you have like 12 people in the meeting for 15 minutes, that's like three hours worth of like human time, right? And so they have a few different ideas on that point, but I think you could paraphrase their advices. Basically anything where you've got some folks in the meeting who might be disengaged or there isn't really value add for them, like approvals, status meetings, or even maybe brainstorming sessions where you want to get a lot of content out. Something like Slack might be an okay replacement for a meeting. It's almost as if they're saying that it's Slack is good a good replacement for a meeting if you have like many-to-many many conversations, right? So that's, that's some pretty good advice. I'll put the um, link to the blog in um, the show notes itself. Then I found another interesting post on something called Office Hours on Medium. Not something I look at very often, but I don't know. This post was pretty good, so maybe I'll check it out more often. They said Slack is really good for its speed in getting responses very quickly. I, I personally, I don't know. I think Slack is more good for its asynchronous nature, right? The highest speed thing I can think of is having somebody on the phone or in front of me in terms of getting answers. And my experience with Slack is people can take hours to respond. However, they did have some really strong points that I want to drop in on and spend a moment on that I want to relay to you. They suggest having a meeting when number one, you need to discuss something very sensitive. I think and that's like a direct quote from the blog post. I think this term is kind of interesting, sensitive, right? Of course, sensitive could mean some kind of HR matter or something you don't want to write down or or could get repeated. Like I have this uh I'm going to I'm going to botch this quote, but there's this funny thing that's like dance like nobody's watching, but write emails as if they'll be read aloud in an open court, right? <laughs> so so there's some point to that. I mean, uh, and Slack messages in most cases get saved. So, you know, there's some things you may not want to actually like tap out. So one thing to think about though, is sensitive also implies something broader than that, right? I mean, sensitive also implies that it invokes a lot of senses, right? Like being ginger, careful or gentle about something. That's what sensitive implies, right? It's going to, it's going to impact the sensitivity. So I think there are some issues even in day-to-day coding work that might be very sensitive, such as having some of those adjustment conversations I talk a lot about on this blog with someone where you want them to make a change and you know, they might be a little sensitive to do about it, to do it in real life, right? Like have a real meeting. Maybe it's not just one person. Maybe it's a team of people. I think sensitive conversations go beyond just kind of like HR issues or the kind of things you normally think of. Right. Right. The next quote is, number two, quote, you need to talk through complicated projects or subjects with people who are likely to get confused. So this is the biggest mess up I see people make on Slack all the time, including me, right? So let's dissect it because I think this is important. First, complicated projects and subjects, aren't those like pretty much every conversation we have in software? I mean, I swear I've spent hours trying to tap out and express or explain a complex idea on Slack because... Someone is reluctant reluctant to get on a call or a meeting or for some reason couldn't, and you know what? I never get all those wasted hours back of trying to explain something that could I could have just done with a whiteboard or in a phone call pretty fast. And it seems to me that anything of medium complexity or higher va- or higher or higher complexity requires a meeting. Now I'm obviously biased, so disregard me if you want, but you know, if you can just set up a virtual meeting, go buy yourself a $50 Wacom tablet and start drawing, right? Use any kind of drawing application. I keep my Wacom tablet with me most of the time. It's Bluetooth, and it's the easiest thing in the world to just get on a virtual whiteboard session so much faster. We can do something that might take you know an hour to try to explain on Slack. You can do it in just a few minutes with a d- good diagram on a virtual meeting. There's another piece to their guidance too, and let me re- let me repeat what it was again. It said, quote, you might need a real meeting if you need to talk through complicated projects or subjects where people are likely to get confused. So the second part of that is, quote, where people are likely to get confused. I know that in their quote, what they're trying to do is link that to the complex projects, but seriously, you probably know a lot of people who are likely to get confused, even if the subject is fairly simple. And I'm not blaming them. I mean, Sometimes tapping out messages can be really confused people. And sometimes people just in different contexts get confused about stuff. So how often have you been on like a group text chat where it just went, Hey wire, because there's that one person on the thread who isn't quite getting it right. They're just not in the same context or whatever. So the next advice is you should get on an in-person meeting one quote. You've been discussing via Slack or email and the discussion is burden dragging on with no clear next steps or consensus. So definitely this makes sense, but there's a big problem to it. It's only if there's not leadership or accountability on the thread. <clears throat> and if you are the tech lead and you're on the thread, then this, if you ask me, is something that falls squarely under capability number two, which is the taking initiative slash having a bias for action slash holding others accountable for behavior that I talk a lot about. And clearly, the authors of this post seem to be missing this whole thing. So I'm just I'm just kind of giving them a hard time. But seriously though, if you've got a slack conversation going on for a long time that isn't really going anywhere, and nobody's really you know stepping up to uh, own any actions from it, then jumping on a real life meeting is probably a good idea. But probably the real idea, real problem is not. Slack or the meeting. It's just that the people need to step up and be accountable. And as a tech lead, I would say you need to move first and take the initiative, put yourself on the hook for some action, some aspect of the conversation, but then also ask others, even if they are on your team to start doing the same. Hopefully if they see you leading by example, they'll figure it out and do it on their own. So this issue with the last point isn't Slack, but the slacking lack of accountability in my mind. So, Another point they make is that tense situations almost always call for a real life meeting. No doubt on that point. So I will also po- post a link to that uh, blog post on the, on the uh, show notes. Super cool. So then my last one that I found was from a gentleman named Alex Poon, who's the COO of x.ai. And he has a, t- a post that got my attention that says, get off Slack and go talk to your teammates. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm biased and maybe you can tell where my bias is that I picked up on this post. And he wrote this back in 2006 when his team was about 93 people. Don't know how many they have today, but at that time they were sending over 30,000 messages in one week. He said, look, Slack is great, but the team honestly seems lazy and over-reliant on Slack. And so he was trying to figure out where to call the difference between Should you have a real life meeting or a phone call or virtual meeting or stay on Slack? And he had a few kind of rules of thumb that I'll, um, like I said, I'll put the Slack, the the notes to this uh, post in the show notes as well. But his kind of rules of thumb are first, think about who you should invite, right? If you're going to have a meeting, he said that anyone, any more than five is probably a waste of time if you're going to have a meaningful conversation and reach a decision. I think that's probably about right five to seven, any more than that. And you're going to have a few people just kind of watching Facebook on their, on their phones, right? His second rule of thumb is that you should feel free to decline a meeting if you're on the, on the invite side or walk out if there's no value. And I thought this was kind of an interesting point because um, it's a very, it's a fairly powerful move as a tech lead, by the way, that I, I haven't pulled in a while myself and doing this. So if you're in a meeting the meeting's really going nowhere, and you threaten to walk out, it has the effect of sending all kinds of signals to the team, right? It makes it look like first you're a, pers- a person of action because you got a lot to do, and you're signaling to the team that there needs to be a lot of value to sit there in a full bandwidth meeting conversation. And if the meeting doesn't seem to have value, or it's just meandering about, you can spare a few minutes or a few hours. And so you send a lot of messages to the team. So I think this is all very good, but, like, how do you operationalize it? I mean, in reality, these complex conversations come up as, like, maybe a simple question on Slack, and then they kind of snowball, right? And pretty soon you're breaking off into a channel and pulling people in, and before you know it, three hours went by, along with 700 Slack messages, probably 600 of them spent clarifying issues that could have been resolved quickly with a simple Wacom tablet or a real-life conversation. And I think the hard part that I don't know how to solve yet is how to be able to spot the inflection point and then say, all right, everybody, let's get on a video call and fix this. And even if you can make that judgment or find that inflection point, inevitably somebody or a few people are going to say something like, sorry, can't in another meeting right now. Or if you have a remote team, something like, sorry, I'm picking up my kid from school or just about to go to bed or it's 2 a.m. and I'm sleeping, right? It's just a hard problem. And if if you All, If anybody listening to this knows how to solve it, how to spot that inflection point, one, and then two, what to do, let me know. Maybe we can talk about it on this podcast sometime. And oh, by the way, just as a side note, I was Googling around for this topic, and the vast majority of results I got were yet more Slack tools, plugins, integrations, and so on to make meetings more effective. Maybe I'm on the wrong side of history with this, but I just feel like we spend too much time trying to avoid face-to-face conversations. Instead of embracing the doing so, having those meetings is part of what makes work meaningful and in many cases, more effective. So in summary, that was one of my longer posts. Maybe I'm just kind of rambling because it's been a day. So remember with humans, my biggest thought is that efficient is often anything but effective. Humans are horribly inefficient machines even when we put them in control of efficient tools like Slack. But I understand we need results too, so I don't know. It's a hard judgment problem to solve moment to moment, day to day. Reach out to me, let me know how, what your thoughts are. My email is michael at techleadcoaching.com. We're on a mission, Tech Leads. Our mission is to increase the happiness and effectiveness of our community members. No matter where you are in your Tech Lead journey, I want you to consider joining us. Join online at techleadcoaching.com. It's always free and you can join at the Lurker level if you just want to stay in touch, get weekly email updates and other interesting tidbits. There are other levels too, like the coach and tech lead levels when you're ready. So join however you're comfortable, but I hope you'll join us. Also, if you want to get some help, reach out to me directly. Happy to help you get started if I can. Thanks so much for listening. Subscribe to this podcast. Give us an awesome rating if you can, so we can reach more people. Have a great week, Tech Leads. And don't forget to get your copy of our free book, How to Be a Tech Lead on LeanPub. Link is in the show notes.